Yo, yo, this is Treasy. And I'm Young Leezy. And we are the On Ear Network. We know you've heard our tag at the end of this show, but it dawned on us that we've never really introduced ourselves. So we wanted to invite you to listen to all of our podcasts. Right now, our roster consists of And Then We Had Sex, a comedy couple that talks about their sex life with an occasional celebrity. The Locker Room, where men take off their filters and say how they really feel. And Grams of Snow, for your underworld and organized crime stories. And of course, Kind of Movie Critics, which is our show, where we deep dive into movies and TV. So if you enjoy this show, check out some of One Ear's other podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's start the show. Please be advised, the Kind of Movie Critics podcast may contain spoilers. This includes most of the movies you're going to want to see. This shit also contains profanity, so there's that. Enjoy. All right, yo, yo, it's Treasy. It's mine, the mailman. And I'm Young Leezy. We're the Kind of Movie Critics Podcast. You know, the vibes, the most in, inconsistent, inconsistent pod. We're the fastest growing, most inconsistent podcast in America. How <laughs> 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 the fuck we miss Spider-Man and Batman, though? Like, <laughs> Yeah, we miss, we miss some huge films, man. But uh, I, I had to give that special intro for some special guests that we have this this episode. We ain't special. Uh, we are not yeah. special. No, y'all moving in that. I mean, I know y'all ain't special, but the goddamn public don't know y'all niggas ain't special. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they loving y'all content right now, man. Uh, uh, please welcome on Kind of Movie Critics, the And Then We Had Sex podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Crew. Yep. J-Rod and Kristen Seville's. The, 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 and then we had sex, the fastest growing podcast. Where, where are y'all growing the fastest at right now? Where are we at right now? Actually, I think we are in Ashburn, Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to live there. That's yeah. so, well, then maybe it's your mama getting everybody listening. Yeah, okay. man. <laughs> it's yeah. Cut the check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, you said somebody who, uncle? Yeah, my uncle is in. Oh, oh your yeah, uncle fucking then if he's listening to them. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> if you I was like them. 72, but I ain't. Yeah. Still fucking. Yeah. Did he still work? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> He's a very handsome man. That's what's up, man. <laughs> well, um, how y'all doing, man? How y'all feeling? How's everybody doing? Um, We all right. We, yeah, we, yeah. We are amazing. Uh, We are currently on tour right now, so. He always Ooh. make us sound. We on tour because we ain't got no house, so we got to go live other places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so if that was really happening, y'all are homeless, and that's why you can't braid my hair no more, because this whole <laughs> yeah. time I've been like, Yo, she can't braid my hair, but she working now. We gypsies. We gypsies. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. I'm going to get you to make me a wig. Then I don't got to bother you so much. <laughs> God damn. Y'all, yeah, y'all, we... ever seen, y'all ever seen Nomadland? No, no, I we didn't. We never through. saw it. We was. Uh, I seen was, what it was about, though. That's yeah. us without the Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> without the Winnebago. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's up, man. Um, I know a lot of shit has happened since last time we recorded, and the one thing that we're not gonna talk about, we're yeah. not gonna talk about it. No, Saturday. It happened. So how, how did Gerard Carmichael do the uh, he was do like, the SNL? We talk about it now. We're not gonna talk about it. <laughs> no, we're not gonna talk about it. Okay. Um, but we're we're here to talk about Nathaniel, um, Gerard Carmichael special, the newest special on on HBO Max. Um, and and we had to bring you guys in because. Y'all are fucking comedians. Well, Chris is a comedian. Chris is a comedian. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's clear that up. No, I'll be, be letting I'll be letting it get by when people say he is. I'm like, nah, he's funny. 
Yeah, man, Jay, you be writing the riders and shit for Chris. You be making sure that that all the rider material comes in. Listen, is that, is I that am job? her in-home butler. Yeah, right. What's on the rider? The I'm just curious. Butler. Huh? What's on the rider? Like, is some wild shit on your rider? Nah, you know what's so funny? Uh, about a week ago, we were talking to some people, and they were telling us, um, "We need a rider. We need a rider." And we was like, "Yo, what to put on there? Uh, chairs and uh, <laughs> water." Somebody was like, "You should just find some wild shit to put up there, like blue M and M's or something, like something you don't even like." Yeah, That's but my goal, my goal on the rider is to have green and yellow M&Ms. Like, that's my goal. Damn, that's the goal? Yeah, that's... When, when I, I know I've made it when my rider has green and yellow M&Ms. Why don't we ask them? for some wildly specific chicken wings? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can... I could get y'all red and green M and M's, nigga. Let that me know what gold, green and gold, Spartan. The Spartans, oh, I can get yeah, them shits. I think yeah, we didn't have used no to have house. those. We didn't have no school colors at hair school, so I don't know. <laughs> you said you said Lupe used to have. Yeah, he used to have. I forgot which color it was, but it was like two types of M and M's because the other types of M and M's are made with like and crushed up insects, like the way. That oh, the, anything um, with red dye number forty. Oh, yeah, wow. beetle innards. Yo, why wow. does Lizzie know everything? Encyclopedia <laughs> no, like Brown over here. Yo. I wanted to know why it was bad. And I was like, why would this affect people the way it does? Turns out it's actually organic and it's really gross. But I still drink wow. Hawaiian punch. Yeah, That's hey. a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> so, so what, what, all right. We could just jump straight up into Roth Daniel. Absolutely. Is it Roth Daniel or Ruth Daniel? I think you, you said Roth Daniel. Roth Daniel? That sounds like an old nigga name for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's two old niggas. <laughs> As it turns out, it's two old niggas' names. It's two. Yeah. Divided, <laughs> by, divided by two into one. So, um, okay, right off the bat, what, it, what, what, what was everybody's opinion about the special? Y'all, y'all can go first. Right. Okay. No, Martin, I mean, um, or, or my, I, I think because um, I, I want to hear what you guys think. Like, what do you feel like the purpose of a special is as far as a comedian? Because some comedians do specials to sell tickets. Some like if you're like a Chris Rock, you're doing it to add to your legacy. Mm-hmm. Some do it because they want to burn their material, start anew. So and I feel like this, he's kind of just doing it as a response to his mom as like some sort of therapy. So like, what is your opinion on what? A special should be or what it should be used for uh i think maybe my i don't even know if i don't think my opinion is very popular um <laughs> i've talked to a lot of comics that are like i'm just so tired of specials not being specials like they're just not funny and they're i i can't remember if he called it a comedy special like i don't think i i don't know if i remember seeing that and i could be wrong okay um but it felt like a, it felt special to me yeah. it didn't feel like comedy mm. But it felt like like a one like a one man show like a one act or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of comics before it even happened were like, I just wanted to be funny, and I thought it was hilarious, mostly because it was relatable. Like he was talking about what real but like real just authentic black families just say wild shit out their mouth when <laughs> yeah, they hear something like that. Yeah, that's right? a fact. Yeah, for sure. So it felt funny, but he got his message across. And I I thought it was beautiful to me. I am at the point now where comedy is changing so much. Like, there's social media comics. There's improv comics. There's, there's so many different types of comics that I 
I don't have a problem with the way it was presented. It's something different, right. but it was still from a from a comedian. I mean, it was still special. Like, yeah, it definitely hit. Uh, I think now with the comedy landscape being the way it is, you have to present something that's going to hit the viewer in a different kind of way. And you know, and I think he did that. Uh, you know, I chuckled. On, on some parts I laughed on some other parts but for the most part I was engrossed in what he was saying the entire time that's a fact um, and I think that lends to the the art the artistry itself mm-hmm. you know um, <clears throat> you look you look back at a lot of comedians uh, from like the 60s and the 70s yeah you had some funny ones but you also had those political ones you also had those uh, those, those people that wanted to make sure they left you with something and sometimes the laugh was secondary to the message and i mm. think that's what he brought back in this special it felt very right. richard prior to me honestly yeah, yeah. he was dressed but like richard I, I, yeah, yeah for sure with the with <laughs> the red with the red shirt yeah he did yeah. he dressed yeah. I, that was very purposeful i think too very yeah for a couple yeah. reasons we'll get into it in a second but okay <laughs> yeah. okay yeah so to answer your question martin i think um to me specials uh, like i agree I don't funny. I mean, I think funny has to. If you're going to call it a comedy special, it has to be some to some degree funny. But to me, it's just a cohesive body of work for mm-hmm. me. You know, yeah. like if if it's cohesive, you know, and if it has substance that I can follow, that I can laugh to, that I can learn from. To me, I'm okay with that. Like I don't. To me, it doesn't have to be, you know, slap, slap knee slapper funny the whole time. You know, yeah. engaging is good for me. Um, and if you can, I, I love dark humor. So like I was, I was laughing like fuck throughout Rothan, yeah. R- Rothaniel, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was putting it in the group chat and Lizzie was like, just wait. Cause like, <laughs> like it gets serious. And I'm like, I missed the serious part. Cause God, I mean, this bitch laughing. You got, you got at, to it at a certain point and then you were like, Oh, yeah. I, I did. I did. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I think I felt like I crossed the threshold of what you were talking about, but it was still, it was still funny to me, you know, yeah. like, um, it, you know, I found a lot of value in the, uh, the way that he presented the material. You know, the the, the awkward silences. You know, um, using the crowd, using the crowd to sort of like bounce off of, and almost like you're freestyling, and it, but you're not. I don't know. It, it's it's it was it was very impactful for me. It was probably one of the better specials that I've seen. It was definitely the the best lit and the best shot special that I've ever seen. Of yeah. course. Of the, course. The first thing that. we said after <laughs> right. we watched it is, oh, this is getting some type of award. Like for sure. if for it's cinematography mm-hmm. is going to be for the special itself. Like it was everything. It, yeah. It the the more I think about the special, the more I realize how much I loved it. Yeah. You know, it was and it's hard it's hard to not come away when you watch it, when you watch anything nowadays, you you feel like you automatically have to give your opinion. Mm. Um, and I didn't want to do that with this because I felt like it didn't deserve that. Um, mm. You know, it deserved for me to really just digest it and 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 process what he did, and you know, give it its own merit not against any other special that he's done or mm-hmm. any specials that are out there now because we we watched another special um that didn't give that same effect. Go ahead, call <laughs> it out. Go ahead, call it out. <laughs> um but yeah I, I really loved it. I can I can honestly say that. I do want to okay. say um 
because it, it made me think about it when you said something about the pauses and just the storytelling. Um, I'm a big Earthquake fan, and Earthquake mm. special is punch, 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 punch. Mm. And a lot of people see comedy as being punch, 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 punch. And that's all it is. But there's so many different styles of comedy. Like, I respected that one just as much as I spe- respected Earthquakes. Because, like, I remember um, I used to rush a lot of my jokes because I was like, I have to get punches out. And then I had a comic tell me... Um, to live in that silence because it's about the story and it's the ride of the story, not just trying to like, like, I know this is going to make them laugh. Let me hurry up and get that out there. It's like, no, listen to what the rest of the story is and then the laughter is going to come from just everything put together. Like, wow, that's crazy that he, you know what I mean? Put that together. You know, one of of the wildest things that I've heard is that um, I've heard almost like there's like a laugh per second formula, right? Like, it, like if you're go, if you're doing something on I don't even know does anybody do comedy on late night anymore? <laughs> is, is, oh, they still do. do it. They do. Yeah, they, they do. They, okay, so the, like there's a different laugh per second rate that you need to hit with like if you're doing something like that on television. So like a shorter set versus like a longer set, you mean? Maybe is is that a thing? Like um, a la- laugh I, per second? Like I've heard just the rule of three. Like okay. a lot of the times when you're when you're listing things like. I don't know. Some of the tags are like at least three tags is like the magic number for people. Like you do like two regular things and then whatever is like the misstep at the end that throws people off. And it's like, oh, that's funny. I'm trying to think of a good I can't even think of a good example on the spot because um, I've seen comics do late night sets where they do still do storytelling. And it's like there's punches in there, but it's not as many. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But. It's usually uh, the basic rule is the rule of three. Like okay, so what what's a tag? Can you explain uh, that? Um, okay, so earthquakes good at those. Like when you hit the joke and they laugh, and then mm. in that laughter they hit something else that's like boom. This also adds to the joke. This also adds to the joke. Like uh, oh, <laughs> when he said they're gonna start charging you niggas for air, and he, yeah, he paused and goes, "I want my air, my mama name." Yeah, that's yeah. A tag. That's, yeah, that's a tag. <laughs> it's just building up. You're working off the laughter that's already there, so you just build it up. It's like boom, boom, boom. It's like wow, God, this is yeah. funny. This is funny. He's this like the tag queen over here. He, man. He's amazing. Oh, yeah. I only really do them in the in the podcast. I mean, it works though. But yeah, but, oh, so, you do. Yeah. I didn't think about that in the in the. <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> that's the whole thing. You're no dick. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, they're laughing at this. Let me throw something else out. Boom. And then right. it's like but, that. Yeah. And that's funny because Gerard is your fucking laugh meter. Like, he just keeps laughing harder. <laughs> yeah, and harder. He does. A real Yo, life he, laugh meter. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't use, he like laughs at everything. I wouldn't use him as a barometer for nothing. He had, you nah, but you know funny. what, though? It's, it's, it's purposeful, though. Okay. You know, I I can understand when she's doing a joke, so I'll give her the laugh if she's doing a joke. But depending on the laugh, will depend on what type of laugh I give her. What type, you know, depending on the joke, depends right, on right. the laugh that I give her. Because sometimes them shits don't be hitting, so it's like, <laughs> you know. But other times, like, oh <laughs> right. shit, like you just, right, you know, right. yeah, yeah. So, I can so only tell when it's real when he like falls out of camera, and it's like, oh, <laughs> man, get himself <laughs> together. Look at him. That's and that's when she starts the tagging. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, so Lizzie, what did you think about the special? Um, <laughs> oh, I've, I've run through the gamut now that like I, I also went back and watched like um, I revisited some of his earlier material, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and I and I started out thinking like, okay, this seems like very authentic, and he seems very vulnerable, 
And then you had a commentary. And then mm-hmm. after I went back and watched um, some of his older material, I felt like this nigga gave us an inception like 10 years ago that he was going to do this. Really? Yes. Mm. Um, Holy shit. Okay. So, wow. <laughs> so he, so, okay, just, I'm going to get long-winded on you and you'll be all right. But, um, so the first thing I saw about this, my sister kind of mentioned to me that it was on there and I was like, oh, I like Gerard Carmichael. He hasn't made anything in a while. I'll go support him. And she kind of hinted around that, like, he talked about his family and stuff. And I was like, oh, I watched his um, two video diary um, specials that he did for HBO. And so I just, as she was talking, I was like, oh, this nigga said he was gay. So, but he, like, that's a glass ass door that he walked out of the closet because he's been, if you watch the home, like, what is it? Uh, home, home videos. Video. Like, he yeah, said to he his mom, it. like, with a straight face that he's hooked up with men. So I was like, oh, like, yeah. once you say that, like, you get, even yeah. you don't say it about <laughs> yourself, but yeah. like, once you say that, like, right. if you black and you say that out loud, you know that, like, after that. So that wasn't, <clears throat> I saw Lakeith Stanfield say he was brave, and I'm like, for what? The nigga told him he was gay like three years ago. Uh, yeah, that's so, what I thought too. I didn't realize it wasn't a thing. I was that like, that's the big know. reveal. Like, okay, like, cool. Right. Like, we knew that already. So um, then when I watched it, I, um, Treasy, do you want to share your reaction? Because I don't want to like speak for yeah, you. I mean, uh, to me, um, because, and thank you for, for the suggestion, Lizzy. I watched home videos and then I watched Sermon on the Mount before I watched Ruth Daniel. And my immediate reaction, probably like 10 minutes in, I was like, oh, he exploited his family. Uh, like he completely exploited his family, like purposefully though, you know, in a, in a different way than like, than somebody making a comedian, making commentary on stage about their, like Kevin Hart talking about his father. Right. But we don't have any reference. We've never met Kevin Hart's father. And then, you know, later on in his career, we meet his father. And you're like, oh, okay, some of these jokes are probably, some of them may be spot on and some of them may be exaggerations. Right. No, this shit was grifted completely from home videos to the point where I'm like, are they okay with you speaking about them in the special like that? That's, uh, I don't that, think his mom is okay with any of this shit. But yeah, right, she can't be. Right. She did. She seemed yeah. uncomfortable in the specials. Like if, if you For go sure. back and watch them. So I went back and watched those, and I kind of worked backwards from okay. Rothaniel to the beginning of what's available on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And so, because I realized I hadn't actually sat through one of his stand-ups. I watched the Carmichael show, and um, that was more of my introduction into him. I had seen him around, but, like, I hadn't really paid attention to him. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I re-watched Sermon on the Mountain home videos, and then I was like, well, let me watch eight, because I hadn't actually watched one of his stand-up specials. I thought eight was really, really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, I see what you're doing here, and this kind of makes some other things you did later make sense. Then I watched Love at the Store, which is um, doesn't have a lot of production value. I think Funny or Die produced it, and mm-hmm. it's him at the comedy store, basically like trying to get on, <laughs> and he's throwing all of his material at the wall and seeing what sticks. Mm. And then he gets to this bit where he talks about his friend coming out of the closet, and um, the gist of it was that he. You know, his friend came out of the closet and everybody was excited and 
um, people really celebrated him and wanted to do things for him and do nice things for him. And he was like, I feel like he wasted that opportunity. You should wait until your back is really against the wall and then come out of the closet like it's a draw four, like I'm not done yet. And then let people <laughs> celebrate you. That's exactly what he said. And he said, and then he was like a uno, like, I'm not done, motherfucker. Um, but he he talked about how like once once you are your back is against the wall, that's when you come out of the closet and then people celebrate you. And I had a whole fucking Kaiser Soze moment then, because that's exactly what the fuck he did. We were not talking about Gerard Carmichael before this. And then he made fun of it when he was on SNL. And he was basically like, you get to come out of the closet last week and now you're on SNL. And then, uh, what, did that special come out in like 2011? He told us that's what the fuck would happen if someone come out of the closet when their back was against the wall. So I'm just kind of like, I was like, yo, you told us basically like when you needed your second win, you was going to come out as gay. He he talked about it in the third person. Yeah. But basically, he was just like, and then I, then I thought about what you said because I kind of um, was under the impression I wasn't, I wasn't calling it beautiful. I thought it was some great artistry, mm-hmm. but I, I felt like it was more performance art, mm-hmm. and it didn't seem it felt it felt really impromptu to me and not like super duper produced. I felt like it was very authentic when I watched it. And Treasy disagreed. He felt like mm-hmm. a lot of it was purposeful, and I just was like. This nigga's not that fucking talented. Like, he doesn't have the range to pretend <laughs> to be vulnerable like this. Yeah. And Treasy told me I was naive. And I was like, you know, I was like, okay, friend. And then I watched that shit and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. This nigga was right. I just been processing this shit for days. So that, that and that's interesting, man, because I like I want to go on, I want to, I want to make sure I'm clear about this. I I think his his material was fucking amazing. Like in the ability, I mean, he it felt like he planned it. Like when I watched it, I was like, "Yo, he this is some Kanye West shit." Like how how Kanye, you know, how, like how he plotted his first three albums, and they all kind of like worked in tandem with each mm-hmm. other, and they all kind of had a cohesive message. He, I was like, he was on some, he was he was on his Kanye shit. This shit is mega fucking brilliant. I, I want to have that in its own specific box because I, I don't want to take anything away from his artistry. I think he is fucking hilarious. However, that exploitation piece, I said, this motherfucker is extremely selfish, bro. How he approached it. But he says that in the fucking special. Yep. And, and that's why I'm like, yo, this guy is fucking with me right now because I see what he's doing and it's working right in front of my face. And it's hilarious because how it's presented. It, like your reaction to it, Lizzie, when you were like, yo, I like this has to be genuine. I'm like, oh, this goddamn nigga is brilliant. Because <laughs> that, and, and, and immediately that's why I was like, we got to have Kristen on the show. Is it even possible to do a special like this without truly thinking out the material the way that he did? Right. Like, like I looked at what he did as a deconstruction. Like he practiced it so much, probably, but then he, like he he practiced it in a deconstructive way where he was like, my intention with this is to go in here and to make people think I'm being my genuine, authentic self. It, it, is that, is, am I right in thinking that? Or is that like, could a special like that be very like material, but then freestyled in like how you present the material and how people engage with the material? I mean, you can do it where it's a little bit of both. 
Um, I do know that before that he popped up at a lot of clubs and was mm-hmm. running some jokes. So it could have been he was just running the part that he knew that he the parts that he knew he had to get to. And a lot of the times when you everyone doesn't do this, but a lot of comics, when you see them do crowd work and stuff like that, they've kind of thought about the joke backwards and forwards. Like if somebody asks me this, I can respond in this way. If somebody says this, like they kind of know how to respond and how to interact with the crowd. Um, uh, like he kind of knew if he, if he said this, this would get them to ask him this or whatever. Mm-hmm. I had somebody say something about, uh, there's no way that he planned those questions to be, uh, those exact questions to fit this narrative. The thing is with specials, people, sometimes they'll record it three different times. They'll tape them three different times. I know the special, the climate special that I did, we did, I think, two shows, mm-hmm. and they cut it up and they fit it to the way they want it to go. So right. I, I believe the, he I recorded mean, this one twice. twice. Yeah, okay. so like, there were probably way more questions that were asked, and they didn't need it for this particular piece so they didn't use it so it's probably just a mashup of a whole bunch of things that happened that whole time that he was doing it but i do know he ran jokes at different clubs and people were like yeah what he's working on is crazy like it's it's great right so so so, okay in any in everybody's opinion here Mm -hmm. was were those jokes what am i trying to ask lizzie because i feel like you know what i'm trying to ask here Maybe you don't, judging by the face. I mean, okay. you just said we're those jokes. What the fuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can finish we're, the sentence, but I no, because that because where those jokes is not what I'm trying to get to. <laughs> um, what I'm trying to get to is was that authentic or was that material? I I like, feel like it was performance art. That's what I'm saying. I think that I think that the story at the beginning was supposed to take us up to a point where he knew that it would go off the rails, okay. and it's just. Me saying that, like, I don't know that it was necessarily inauthentic. I just have questions about how produced that was. Were right. these people fed those questions? Um, not not everyone in the audience. Maybe three people asked questions in the, on the one we watched. Like, that first person asked that question. Um, was it just him? And then other people felt comfortable talking to him. Like, right. I, I don't know how produced that was or how prompted or how much that um, situation was, like, manipulated. Mm-hmm. But... I I stand by what I said. This was like a long con. Mm-hmm. He always. I've planned- seen comics do that though. I've seen comics sit. Um, one of my favorite comics, Ali Sadiq, will sit down and he has his jokes planned out. But sometimes people will talk and they can just it'll just ride with whatever he's saying. They can like they've been doing it that long. Like they know where they're trying to go. Right. And they can just go off of that so I, that's why i can't say entirely that all of that was planned because like like i said some of that's edited some yeah. it's probably way more questions that we don't know but also a lot of comics are just they can do that if that was the plan he wanted to go in and make it feel, feel free form then he was confident enough with his material to do that so i guess the question is was that improv or was it real vulnerability there you go there you go that's i think it was, was probably a, a little bit of both you know, you you can if you went in there, if he went in there knowing exactly what he wanted to say, what topics he wanted to hit um, <clears throat> and what responses he wanted to give out. You know, if he knew his end game, then I think the authentic part comes in just the answering of the question. You know, mm-hmm. I can I can know that. Yeah, 
I can know exactly what I want to say. Uh, I just might not know how it's going to come to me in order for me to say what I want to say, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's what prob- we were probably seeing. You know, you had one person ask a question, which they might have been, I can see where they might have said, you know, f- feel free to ask him questions. I can, I can actually see that. Um, and then you start, you start that dialogue mm-hmm. that's happening. And from that dialogue, like Kristen was saying, uh, you cut out the best parts and you take the parts that you want and you, you fit in that narrative. To tell the story. Wise. Right. Mm-hmm. To tell the story the way you want it. You know, he was probably up there for about two hours, you know, because if you've, have you ever been in a situation like that at a comedy club, like uh, with a situation like that, people start asking questions. And if you don't tell them to stop, they're going to continue. That, see, that's what I was wondering, like, because it just all, and, and I get that's the master, that's the, that's the craft of editing is we're supposed, it's supposed to cut out all the crust on the bread, but yeah. I, I, the formula and the way that he delivered, I was like, oh, this is a fucking recipe for, for like a, a Q&A session right here. Like, yeah. there's no way to, there's no way to like, uh, there's no way to fucking referee this. In, in, in the way that he's opening up the floor. So my brain automatic, my production brain went to all of this is produced, you know, yeah. um, all of this, like it, like even the people that are in this fucking club, you know, um, that's how far I went with my brain. Uh, what say you, Martin? You haven't really said much here. Oh, um, mm-hmm. no, I don't, I don't, I think the questions are real because some of the questions are kind of kind of wild like i think somebody asked them asked him something about like do you feel like you carry your father's guilt or something like like that Mm -hmm. that's a wild question (laughs) like ask somebody you don't know he said is that your guilt or is that guilt for your father yeah that's an educated fucking question for a crowd of people that just came to listen to comedy to me but but it might have also been i mean it's probably not a lot of people that knew about that taping like a lot of when you go to stuff like that like you're usually Mm -hmm. a fan of comedy it's not just a that like that was the uh, what was it? It was a jazz club, right? Yeah, blue yeah, note. Blue yeah. note. Yeah, the yeah. blue note. That's yeah, blue note. So it wasn't like yeah. I don't know, street. like Gotham or you know, it wasn't like a random just a night. It was that that's planned out. Yeah, those people knew that they were coming there for yeah the for him. special. Yeah. Obviously, they right. just didn't know the material ahead of time. I mean, what I observed and what I share with you is that this felt like a plea for his mother's acceptance. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's saying all the things, and it it can be this and still be performance art, right? Right. But he was saying all the things um, that he wanted to say to his mother, but but couldn't bring himself to say to her face, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And just an observation of his mother and him, I mean, if if you watch Sermon on the Mount, like, Religion God. got her all the way. Religion got Toe his mama up. tangled up, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like she all about the Jesus, bro. So <laughs> I think I think part of like the, the 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 weird situation he found himself in is and why he may have gotten to the point, it's not the way that he is uh vocalizing, but he may have gotten to the point where he needed to come out to his mother. He said it was because he felt like he had a secret and he was being a hypocrite. But seeing how easily she forgave his father probably made him feel like comfortable enough to say something to her. And then it was like, this man actually betrayed you. And religion is the reason that you felt like you needed to forgive him. 
And I'm your son and I'm coming to you with something that I, I feel like I need to share with you. And religion is also the reason why you feel like you can't be there for me. That's got to feel Ooh. fucking awful. Which is so hypocritical. Sheesh. It is. Which is it, so hypocritical. It it is, but I'm I'm gonna be honest. I call bullshit. I don't think that I don't think that, and this is very unfair of me. This is very unfair of me making a complete assumption about people I have no fucking clue about. Um, I don't think th- I, I don't think that's the issue that he's having with his mom. I think I think that I feel like that that's what he crafted based upon how he edited the documentaries. I feel like that's the narrative that he was trying to he was trying to bring into a, nothing about his family made me think that like they're not going to accept you from be, for being homosexual. There's nothing about his family that said that. Even uh, with his mother You think so cuz his mom was very he a was a thousand that, percent. Okay. Th- in my opinion this is my non-professional opinion the, the only professional so you don't you don't believe he's having any of these problems no bro. i feel, don't believe he's having any, okay. any of these problems you don't problems. feel like wow. he's having a conversation with his mom you feel like this is him manipulating us as an audience yes i feel like that's exactly what i feel like and it it had i not seen sermon on the mount i wouldn't have this opinion I would think that this is really his what's happening. But, but I don't I, feel I, like he was directing. Okay, so just to give you guys some context, during mm-hmm. Sermon on the Mount, um, a big not all of it, but a big chunk of it is conversations between their pastor, who is their father's homeboy, mm-hmm. and um, his mother talking about the affair and where she's at and where her feelings are. And so much of the conversation is around like, well, he was weak before he got saved. And like, you should forgive him and you should be thinking about him and how he feels having to come to you. And I was like, yo, and Treasy said like, this guy, what the fuck? Mad um, manipulative. It was mad manipulative, but in the end, like his sister-in-law sits down with the mom and she just basically was like, no, that's bullshit. <laughs> I, mean, I fuck with her. I love his sister-in-law. Yeah, yeah I fuck um, But his mom just kind of, she didn't talk a whole lot. She just kind of. She listened. Yeah. She listened to both sides, you know, and, and again, and Martin, I don't know, because, and, and Jay, you too, man, you edit, so both of you guys edit, so like, you guys understand, you guys understand that like, you can make a moment, it, okay, Lizzie, you edit too, I'm saying, is that what you, is that what you wanted me to say? You edit too, Lizzie, I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I was over here mouthing like, I edit, it's I edit me. I don't, no, no, but like, I don't do But shit. like editing video, right, like you can create moments and situations um, by dropping audio out and showing somebody have a long stare at a, you know, after a question's asked to make them look like that they're in this, you know, state of trying to like gather their thoughts or, or, or reflect. You could create moments with editing. And I saw that, I saw a great deal of that happening in both those documentaries where it was like that, that whole thing, he was, if the, the entire, both of those documentaries felt extremely contrived in terms of, in terms of how he, um, ignited the conversations. They didn't feel like they were organic conversations that a camera just happened to be there for. No, they definitely were like, there was a setup involved. Even when he wasn't talking, they were like, and go. (laughs) Right. He said, um, the pastor part, he thought the pastor was just gonna like, gonna like pray for the mom or something. And then he just went into this whole like rant about like forgiveness and stuff. Like he didn't even know he was going to do that. Mm, Interesting. 
I wonder if that's why he then wanted his sister-in-law to come around because he knew his mom was going to stick part. up for herself. Yeah, Right. That could be it too. And, and again, I, I want to make sure that I'm clear and separating that like, I think everything that I've seen from him has been has been amazing. Even with these documentaries, even with my criticism about how it's edited and how it's presented and it being contrived, I still, when, I, when I'm looking at it as like, like I can't look at, Rathaniel home videos and Sermon on the Mount are a one piece to me. And and judging by what Lizzie's saying, it sounds like I need to extend that universe to eight and love at the store. Not um, so much to- eight, but love at the store. He definitely also Dave Chappelle cribbed one of his fucking jokes. Um, Whoa. <laughs> but it, I was like, mm, I've heard Dave tell that joke, but he told it right. eight years later. Right. <laughs> so so to, to me it's like all one body of work and and that's where the genius lay to me right so i just want to make sure that i'm clear about separating the fact that i think that this brother had the ability to basically manipulate these bodies of work to do what he wanted them to do for whatever his outcome was and you know take that out of the fact that he manipulated people to get it done or he manipulated conversations to make it happen and I- and and, and the fans you, as well. What I hear you saying is that you feel like it was masterful, but mm-hmm. also exploitive. Yeah. It's the whole plot of The Prestige. <laughs> it's the entire plot of the movie The Prestige. Which it's is a like long con. It's a long con. I'm committed to being a magician, so therefore I have to be a fucking magician my entire life. And and and, and that's um, to me, I'm like, holy shit, Gerard Carmichael's in I think he's in a he's in a space that I don't think a lot of comedians are in where it's like, I'm going to fucking do this uh, with a, a 20 year plan. You know, like I thought it was more similar to, um, cause I, I, I don't necessarily think it was like that. I think it was more similar to like, you know, Dave Chappelle's trans jokes, right? Mm-hmm. Like where he has one special where he does the joke, he gets a response. Then he does another joke, gets a response, does another joke and another special. Mm-hmm. I felt like he was dealing, he's been dealing with like his dad's cheating or his infidelity like pretty much his whole life ever since he found out when he was like nine or 12 or something like that. Right. And it's something he could never really, really get past. And I think he tried to get past it with home videos and Sermon on the Mount, but he couldn't. And so he put it in this to like try to deal with it again. I just don't know it, how much just, I buy that. To me, it felt like he he shared that to give context to how forgiving of a person his mother is. And then, like, I know you're saying you think it's bullshit, but to then turn around and tell the story about his mother. Yeah. I, I, don't I don't think know. that is I don't think that is bullshit. I think that I think that his feelings about the situation come from an honest place. I just think he's past that place. I think he's past that place where it fucks with him. I, I think he's healed on from that and he's he's figured out a vehicle to really make sense of it. Now again, think, this is completely unfair and I'm not a psychologist. I think every comedian is past like I don't think Neil Brennan did three mics and was like still dealing with like his depression to that point. I think every comedian, when they put stuff on video, when they put stuff on stage, like they've gotten past that that point. They're just kind of reliving those feelings and those emotions. But I mean Kristen could probably Say it more like if you put something in a <laughs> if you put something in a special like you pretty much dealt with you've done this act like thousands of times at that point so you've dealt with these emotions and you've thought yeah. about it like I, I I would assume that he was past these this point in his life yeah he's just um, reenacting it basically yeah most of the time 
I, first of all, I, I love the fact that you brought up Neil Brennan's because that's like one of my favorite. One of my favorite specials. I love the way that was put all together. Time. Yeah. Um, whoa. Um, I love all the way time. That, oh, okay. Son. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love the way that was put together. But yeah, a lot of you you run the jokes continuously. Like I said, he was popping up at Mike's doing. Uh, running through jokes so it's just to get the delivery right so this is just like a story at this point it's like here's like when you get a book or whatever it's like the book is written and you can read it five years from now ten years from now it's gonna be the same book like it's just a story like yeah. so that's what mm -hmm. the specials are at that point yeah so so basically what you're saying is that the shit was rehearsed Period. i mean it's it's rehearsed oh, 100%. But again, a lot. I mean, a lot of that could have been authentic. Like those questions, like you said, could have been authentic. Like when you How go to those types of rooms or to see those types of comics. I mean, you're not gonna just continuously ask questions like a like a town hall. Like you know that something <laughs> has to get done, so you're gonna w let the show happen. Right. But if there's like a pause, then you know if he asks you to ask a question, you're gonna ask a question. Like some of that is authentic. It's, yeah, like just because it's it's rehearsed doesn't mean there's any catharsis in it. Like we, me and Lizzie, we watch Station Eleven, right? Mm -hmm. And that's that's what that show is about. It's about a bunch of people reenacting Hamlet and using that as like therapy for their own lives, right? And I think this is like him. He's reenacting it. Of course, he knows the words, but he's still gonna go through those emotions. Yeah, even though he's kind of gotten past that point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. I, I, that's fair. I'm not because I don't want to discredit. Again, I don't want to discredit that the art is not honest. I just think it's more manipulative than it is honest. That's all. That's all I'm trying to say. You know, um, I, I like I could see how the average, the like just an average person that is not privy to production or you know to what you do, Kristen. If they're not privy to it, I can see how they sit down to the to this and like. Oh my God! I want to protect Gerard Carmichael. He's such a victim, or you know, like I I feel so like I feel so you you know whatever they have their feels about him. They feel like that this is a thing that is really torturing him. Um, you know, and and, and I don't know. I just look and I'm just like, wow, he got you. <laughs> you know, like he got you. He got you good as fuck. You know, that's how I look at it. You know, so um, but I mean, but not, not bad, to devalue it's not a bad the art. opinion. It's not huh? a bad no. opinion. No, but it, I think I don't think that devalues the art. I think that yeah. that actually speaks to how how much work goes into the craft. And I think yeah. that people don't understand that there's a methodology to any kind of performance. Mm. And comedy is not like uh, easy, and it's not easy, and it's not <laughs> right. an exception to that. Like as you're describing, um, you know how earthquake tells jokes and tagging and punching up the humor. That is a that is a tactic, right? Um, and he knows that when he's writing the jokes, that that's how it's going to go. And so, you know, there's, we can think of things and say, well, they're funny. They don't understand there are terms associated with what you're doing when you're crafting this performance. So I don't, I don't think that that takes any way, anything away or devalues the performance. If anything, when you talk about it, it, it speaks to how much thought was put into that and gives him some genius. Oh, I just didn't think fun. this nigga's range was like that, that he could... <laughs> He could do all because I was like, if this, if this is him acting, yeah. the fuck was he doing on a Carmichael show? Because he was the least funny nigga on the show. Yeah. <laughs> By design. He, By he, design. That's yeah. his show. He wrote that show. 
Yeah, I, I would say he probably know, was trying know, to make space like, for I, everybody else. I well, would not imagine. only that, I'm not even talking about that. Like, obviously, like David Allen Gray and Loretta Devine was just like running circles around I mean, everybody. David Allen yeah, Gray is the right. greatest. But, <laughs> but, um, but watching it, like, just just the way he's delivering lines and stuff like that, I'm like, he's not. He, I just didn't think that he had the range for the subtlety that this kind of performance would require. And if he does, why the fuck is he not a dramatic actor? Yeah. I mean, if we being serious, though, then we could say the same thing about like a Marlon Wayans. Like nobody thought that his dramatic acting would be as good as his comedic acting. I'm not saying right. necessarily stand up, but his comedic acting. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm just saying they're two different right. things. No, and no, no. A I, lot of I people... know that they're two different things, right. but like, yeah. You you can be subtle and have good timing and still be funny as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I, no, I, I get. I, get I, what you're I, saying, I know who doesn't have those things, and it's a black woman who I we we talked about it, but uh, <laughs> and I and I, and I watched her and I was like, mm, how the fuck do you have? Oh God, your own God, movie. God. Um, so God. I don't even know, and I don't want to know. You do. Uh, yeah, you do yeah. know. We talked yeah. about it, but I don't want to say. I her forgot. Name. My memory so, um, But. I don't know. I just thought like, and to be fair, like Marlon Wayans is funny. He has comedic, but he has comedic timing. Like he's funny. So I, it's not that I thought, I I just guess it's the choices that you make when you're acting. Mm. Marlon, when he's, when he's doing comedy, he's making good choices. So there's no reason for me to believe that he wouldn't make good choices doing drama. Right. Yeah, so, Requiem for a Dream. Mm, yeah, yeah Requiem was film. the first, and that's funny because I said that and nobody's seen that movie and saw him doing great in Requiem. That was, and that was a long ass time ago that I saw that and I was like, oh, this nigga can act. But yeah. when we were talking about Gerard Carwackle, like there's some subtlety and some timing things that are missing from him. That mm. that is why I had doubt about like his ability to to do this and it just be acting. So yeah. that's why I felt like part of it had to be real vulnerability. But mm. again. Snigger was in a quartet in Skokie, Illinois. And I was like, yo. That's a usual suspect reference to anybody <laughs> right. who doesn't I was like, know. Yo. <laughs> I promise you, I was I I I literally like dropped my mug and everything. Like right. he, when I when so, I saw when I saw Love at the store, I was like, oh, he he was always gonna do this. Yeah. So Kristen, when it comes to a routine, how much of it is acting for you? Percentage-wise? <laughs> I don't know. Do you think you know? When it comes to a routine for her, I think that you don't have to repeat the question. This ain't our clip. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, I think that eighty-five to ninety percent is her acting. Um, especially jokes that have already been worked out. Right. Um, I think 10% is bringing the authenticity to wherever she was when she wrote that joke. But, you know, she's a different person when she's on stage. She opens up and she makes sure that the crowd does the same. Right. Um, and that isn't done through her being Kristen right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> I didn't even look at it like that because yeah, I think I, I mean most of it is an act is acting right. because my times when I get off stage, I don't want to talk to nobody because I don't <laughs> like I just I don't engage. I, I'm way more of an introvert than probably people think. So a lot of it is acting, but I know with like my comedy, they're accurate stories, like they're mm-hmm. true stories, true to me. That's why it's hard for me to steal jokes because I don't know anybody that's me. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so a lot of it is 
I mean, it's. I guess the material is true, but sometimes the way I'm delivering it might not be all that true. I can but, attest to what Gerard just said because I saw you perform before I met you on a personal level. Mm. And I was like, oh, she's different from that. And then, uh, <laughs> um, not, not in a bad way. It, no, it made yeah. me respect your performance more because I yeah. know that like you're really putting effort into that. And I guess, I mean, the same thing with like Skeeter G, like... He is mm. nothing like quiet. he is on stage. Very quiet. Like you try, I, we try to interview him, and he's just like, "I am chilling. I'm not about yeah. to cut the monkey for you." What you want to so, know? <laughs> but but that's in, and and you wouldn't, and Kristen, you wouldn't consider yourself like a good actress in general, right? Like you. No, nah, I'm a like great actress. Um, really? <laughs> I'm amazing. If you want to book Kristen? You can definitely call me. <laughs> I started acting. I was acting before I did comedy, so I'm. That's probably the problem. I'm great at acting, but I mean, at the end of so I actually I don't even know if it's authentic at this point. I don't know. I'm <laughs> right, so good. Right. You done fooled yourself. But I think that's true yeah. for a lot of people that they they act before they do comedy because they I think some people get up and think they can be funny and then they suck. And I think yeah. when you act, you understand like the what? Treasy, stop it. I can't I said, said T.I. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I don't even okay. know why I coughed because I wanted to say that clear. T.I. T.I. is not. The clips that I've seen with T.I., that nigga is not funny. He needs you got to a pink hookah too. He, ha, definitely ha, ha. Needs to get, he definitely needs to continue rapping. Do not quit your fucking day that job. Was, he was fucking T. awful. That, that, that little saw, three minutes I saw was awful too. I saw Godfrey had the funny bone. He, he's a beast. Yeah, Godfrey's good. Bro. We yeah. saw we saw him We saw him that day, too, that weekend too. He is, I've seen Godfrey do four different hours in a weekend like wow that's so everybody got a different show Uh, yeah i've seen i was like i don't even i i can't remember four hours of like it's just yeah i've seen godfrey through the years and he never misses Mm. he never misses he always comes for for battle when it comes on that stage he is ready at all times. yeah he's sharp too and i didn't expect his jokes to be so like current like i thought he was Cause I saw him like ten years ago when I was at ODU, and he did a lot of stuff about his father. He didn't have as many voices, but he, he's got a he's he's a real beast now. He got like, an arsenal now of voices. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. I'm I'm sorry, my Ti shit cut somebody off. I can't. No, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but fine. And, and I don't want to listen. That man can do whatever he want to do. He's way paid, but yeah, his shit just won't hit. Um. Oh, <laughs> um, all right. So. It's funny, man, because to me, it's kind of like the it's like the battle rapper conversation, right? Where it's like you can have somebody who's a fucking amazing battle rapper, but then they cannot make a song for shit. Yeah, right? yeah. So, yeah. so, so I kind of understand what you're getting at, Lizzy, when when you're like, you didn't think he had that sort of range because I can see a place where that doesn't work. Where it's like, I'm good at telling jokes, but then I'm not good at like this type of manipulative performance, you know, where I'm really engaging and and you're basically emceeing a crowd, you know, to some degree. You're con- you're completely controlling a crowd. Yeah. Um so good good comics do that. Yeah. And I, I think yeah. it's I think it's different when you are on stage by yourself and when you have to interact with other people. And that mm-hmm. was where I saw him actually I don't want to say struggling, but there's there was some opportunity to improve. Mm-hmm. Um and it just the people, I, and you said you said Gerard that it was by design that he was the least funny person on the show. I I hope that to God that that's true, because yeah. literally everyone else was funnier. Well, yeah, if your name is on the, <laughs> if your name is on the show, you really don't have nothing to prove at that point. You know, like I I, I think um 
I, if like if I had a if I had a show and my name was on a show, I would absolutely be trying to make space for everybody else because if you if you're trying to make yourself the funniest nigga on the show and the show is called, yeah, you a different type of narcissist right there. Like, Bill Cosby was the funniest nigga on his show. I'm just saying. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we but, love yeah. that shit. He he gave he gave everybody space. You know, Rudy had a lot of great moments. You know, every like even you know in their bits. Like, I, I get what you're saying though, but but he gave everybody space though. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, God, but I feel like we bored the fuck out of Jay and Kristen. Look at it. Just look at their body language. We're listening. No, no, we're like, we, yeah. no we, we've been walking around with babies all day. We so glad to sit down. <laughs> well, don't fall asleep on us. I do no, have a question fine. for you guys. Like, do you have some some of your favorite specials? Like, could you tell us? Sheesh. Well, y'all mentioned three mics. Three mics. Um, you know what? Grown Little Man is still one of one of my oh, favorite yeah. specials. Grown Little it's Man's still good, one man. of my favorite. Like I, this was before anybody even really was paying attention to him. I remember watching it and like I was like, "Yo, who is this dude? Mm-hmm. Like this, he is so funny. Like y'all have to watch him." And they was like, "Man, he was on Soul Plane. I'm not watching it." Like he nobody was <laughs> nobody was paying attention to it. That is still one of my favorites. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, I I really I really like eight. I really do like eight, and it's crazy that I'm saying that's one of my favorite of all time. Eight, wow, Gerard Carmichael. Uh, Gerard Carmichael. I'm yeah. a big Gerard. I, I mean, I like that kind of humor. Which one? Which um, one is it? Hold on. I'm well. No, because we watched the special together when we was first dating. Which one was that? Oh, you want me to remember before oh, kids? Shit. I don't know nothing yeah, before kids. <laughs> um, there you go. Gosh, I don't know. We watched a lot. Name something, and that then I was... can think more. Cause it had to be eight. Eight it came out like two thousand seventeen. But I ran a blank all of a sudden, like of all the specials. Yeah, I'm not Go good ahead. with names. I only, I only. There's only those two, so those are the only two that I've watched. But no, but I mean specials in general. I have a. I have oh, a lot so I'll say I... like this one didn't age well, even with me as the audience. But at the time, it was funny as fuck. Was bigger yeah. and blacker. Oh, bigger mm, and blacker. You said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. did not age well. No, I mean, but that, that niggas versus black people shit is probably that's the bad part about <laughs> but I lo- it. Is like, I love the bit though. I love the bit. Everything that I like, like that, like if I watch it now, I'm like, there's no way I'm allowed to like this. Like this, <laughs> that that is one of them. Like all right. of them, I, all of the earlier Chris Rock specials. I don't even understand how we can. There's no I way we're sh- allowed to watch those I now. Finished, I was ashamed of myself. I was like, that, that, that one, two, four counting these rocks was funny as fuck. I'm yeah, sorry. There's <laughs> no way. Um, Delirious. I, it just I has to be gonna said oh, at all times. Um, Hold on. You so I crazy? One. I, I have to remember which you one so it crazy is. You so crazy funny. As fuck. Which one? You so crazy, Martin. You know what? You know the thing is with me with You So Crazy? When it came out, my parents wouldn't let me watch it. <laughs> so through the years, I've always seen bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. So I've never sat down and, and just took it as a whole body of work. You know? And I'm not the biggest Martin stand-up fan either. So... Um. I'm, I'm, I like Tom Segura a lot, so I oh, think yeah, Ball, I love Hog, Tom Segura. Ball Hog and yeah. um, Disgrace were like two of my favorites. Um, 
I like John Mulaney new in town. Like I like a lot of John Mulaney's fucking hilarious. I'm yeah. all over the map when it comes to oh, comedy. his new special. When he whenever he decides to drop it, oh my god, it's going to be, it, it's going to be a moment. See, never... so since we're talking, I guess we're talking about people just kind of revealing themselves. We uh-huh. saw him in Madison Square Garden, and this was like the first time he had done comedy since. Uh, he got out of rehab. Yeah, this was back in September of uh, 2021. And he did 15 minute a 15 minute story all on the day that they um, did an intervention on him because he did cocaine. Oh shit, man! And he like invaded the SNL set and like did all this crazy shit that he like. And he did 50, a 15 minute story and. There were what probably like twenty comedians on that show, yeah. big name comedians: Chris yeah. Rock, Dave Chappelle, uh, Michael, like everybody you could think of. John Mulaney set was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life, and Easy. he did not know any. He wasn't even a big John Mulaney. Yeah, fan. I, I was oh, never man. a big John Mulaney fan. It was until I never. Did me and you watch Sack Lunch Bunch together, Kristen? Did we? Probably. I, I feel like yes, when yes, yes. Together, my hair, and we did. She we made me watch it. I ne- I've never seen his stand up. And I understand how stupid Sack Lunch Bunch is. And it was how so much good. I should not fucking laugh at it. But that shit was hilarious. Hold on, who's Sack Lunch Bunch? It's That's a John special he has on Netflix yeah. where he has all these um, kids like with Sesame these Street. children. But it is incredible. Who, that John shit Mulaney? is so funny. Yes. Yeah. Oh, shit. I need to see that. Yo, and if you is... use marijuana, do that first. Oh, it's <laughs> great. <laughs> oh. Grandma's was... got a boyfriend. That was great. <laughs> Look, I know this ain't my podcast, but what are y'all favorite? What else, what else do y'all uh, like? I love Patrice O'Neal. Oh, okay. Oh, well, Elephant in the room. room. Yeah. Oh, man. Patrice. Okay. See, but I like, the, the Elephant in the Room was cool, but I like, Dog, I like listening to his Black Phillip episodes. Do y'all ever y'all ever go back and listen to Black Phillip? No. Do y'all know what Black Phillip is? Yeah, yeah, podcast, right? The, the, yeah, basically, it was it was satellite radio show, kind of like a spinoff from Opie and Andy, I think. Mm-hmm. When he was on, uh, he was on that joint, and he's basically doing like a he's like a Black Doctor Phil, you know. Was that uh, was that the one where the lady called in and was talking about? Anal sex, and he was like, "Your asshole's not a prize." Probably, probably. <laughs> that motherfucker Patrice she was, like, was the I'm most. I'm saving my like, ass for my husband. I don't have anal sex. I'll do that for my husband. He was like, "Get your asshole is not a prize." Oh my god, <laughs> Patrice, I, I, I get why. I get why. If if I were a woman, I would. I understand why like women wouldn't like him. If if you're a woman, you don't like him. I completely get it. But that motherfucker has. Funny. Like everything he talks about is so goddamn true, bro. Like I don't know how he cuts to the truth of everything the way that he does, but I, I haven't heard anybody really. I, I haven't heard too many people like him, man. Like the closest to me, Corey Holcomb. Would, oh, Corey Holcomb. Yes, Corey, I was gonna say the closest to me may, may either be Bill Burr in terms of like getting down to that kind of truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm not mad at Corey Holcomb. I'm not mad at Corey Holcomb. But I think Corey I, I don't, probably I didn't the... dislike Patrice O'Neill. I just when he talked about black women being mean, I'm like, you talking about your fucking mama. And I'm gonna stand by that to the day I die. <laughs> hey, he might have been. He might have He been. definitely was. He had a mean ass mama. That's why he joked like that. <laughs> Not who he is. Ain't no way. Ain't no way the, the first person who loved you and you like, you bitches are horrible. <laughs> How about you, uh, uh Martin? Who's some um, of your favorites? Shoot, I I don't watch that many specials, but definitely like I I hear bits because I used to just listen to Pandora and just put on like 
a radio station for like Doug Stanhope or Hannibal Buress or whatever, and it would just play a bunch of people's bits. Mm-hmm. But I, I would say probably we've named a lot of people. Like I love Tom Segura too. Um, but one of my favorites is probably Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah, just because mm-hmm. like um, you could feel like the time that it took for him to write his jokes. Like they're so tight, and the stories are like so precise, and the way they like. It's I don't know how to explain it, but it's like it's like boxing in a sense because it's like he's throwing a punch and you duck and then he hits you with an uppercut that you don't see coming and like it's insane like how dark his jokes are and and I just love like trying to figure out like where he's going with his jokes and his stories and Mm -hmm. it I I really love Anthony Jeselnik like listening to his stuff. Mm. I I will say this, um, and it's not one of my favorites, but I just thought about it. Rothaniel feels very derivative of a Hannah Gadsby special called Nanette. Uh, please don't compare that it to I that. Please do not do that. Say that. Why? Please don't do that. That special is the most self-serving fucking dog. Don't mention that woman in this goddamn conversation, please. <laughs> well, I, bro, no, no, like... no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying <laughs> yeah. that. I'm not praising it as being groundbreaking because I yeah. heard people's criticism and how much they hyped it. Yeah. Before I watched it, and I was just like, I don't feel any of those feelings. But <laughs> exactly. this felt like you are signing up for one thing, and halfway through, it becomes something else. Mm. See, I, I actually okay. laughed and wrote Daniel. See, like the whole time I watched that Hannah Gadsby shit, I was like, I, 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 I felt duped, right? Like I'm like, oh no, this shit is like, this shit was a public service announcement that I wasn't supposed to, I wasn't supposed to hear this shit. There's nothing about it is funny. It's like, yeah. It, yeah, she had. She's she's pissed. She's pissed at someone. Watch, at a lot of people. Did you watch Miss Pat special? Oh no, no, no! I didn't. I watched Miss Pat's show. Oh, that I, I, might okay. be the best sitcom that has ever existed, bro. You you talk to me after you watch Miss Pat special, nigga. Did you watch it? She is. So a lot of people were like, "This is the this is the worst Yo. thing I've ever seen." This is why would she? I listened to her and I felt like I was talking to one of my aunts in Alabama. Like she. But raw. she's so raw. She says the craziest shit. She says the shit that I say in the house, and I'm like, yo, don't tell nobody <laughs> I said that. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Did you see her sitcom? Yeah. I So I only got to watch um, the first episode. I've been trying to watch it, and my mm-hmm. homeboy wrote for it. Um, uh, but Vincent Bryant wrote on it. Um, and I was trying to get him to watch it. He was like, man, I'm not going to watch it. I was like, yo, the first episode alone is like, yo, what the Nigga, fuck is this? But crazy, it dog. Is, like, I'm it, so excited that they made a sitcom like that, to be honest with you. And I think they're doing a season two, too, man. So yeah, I can't they are. wait for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dogs. Mm-hmm. The, the episode about her, her is it her ex-husband, was it? Well, I, I didn't watch you, it. it. I think it was. It was. <laughs> it was like, I don't, I don't <laughs> no, I would. I just not. I can't get BT plus. Like I can't add another like ten dollars to my. I got you. Whatever. I, I no, feel I, you. It's my life too. Yeah. It's on B. It's on regular BET now. Uh, that's how I saw it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Game okay. game, Chris. All right. It is. I wait. I'm telling you. She did an episode where whoever I can't remember if it's her ex husband or her baby daddy who basically physically abused her. Oh my gosh! Like, like the guy who fucked up her like her her whole life. Mm-hmm. She did an episode dedicated to like. I, it felt like everything that she wanted to say to this nigga, and not only was it funny as a bitch. I cried in it. Like it was so like I cried for her because if like like 
it felt the way that they did it, man, the way that they did it, it was just so heartfelt, but it was funny as fuck. You didn't feel manipulated? No, not at all. I felt like it was. I felt like it was. She wanted you to cry, nigga. She did. She got that out of me, dog. She got them tears. And yeah, shout out the uh, the 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 kid who's the showrunner on that. This guy named Jordan Cooper, the Mm -hmm. youngest showrunner in television history, man, twenty six years old, and and created that show for her, man. He know what he doing. it is amazing. It is amazing. But I haven't seen her stand up. All you I have to, say to that. watch like, her stand. It's it's her story. I mean, she had kids young as hell. She used mm-hmm. to be a pimp. She got shot. She mm-hmm. used to sell. The, she she got a life on her. But you yeah, have to watch that special. I mean, y'all might need to do. Y'all might need to do another thing. I will come back and talk about that shit because that <laughs> shit was. I said this is my auntie. Like I know yeah. her. I don't even like. It's crazy. That's, yeah. that's good, man. I, yeah. I got to check that out. You know who's funny from ho- hometown? Funny man. On top of Kristen, Kristen to me is a top five comedian. But that's that's <laughs> he always says uh, that, and I don't I, know why. I, yeah, because <laughs> because I, tr- I I truly believe it. Uh, Leonard Oots is fucking hilarious, bro. Oh yeah. I mean, he I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love Oots, bro. No, Oots is funny. Oots man. is Oots is funny. I love. He's like my little brother. He's like yeah. the same age as my little brother. But yeah, he's a dog on that stage. Oots man. is crazy. Crazy. That he. What was that show that he was in that was kind of like the 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 Cheers joint, the backyard? Oh yeah, uh, I forgot what it was show. called. But yeah, it was Abby's on CBS. or something like that. He got that roll over my homeboy. I was salty. That's on CBS. Was it? Was like, look, your show didn't get canceled. Oh, uh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah but no, nah, he's funny as a bitch. What were you about to say, Lizzie? I, I was going to ask, so Kristen, if you, if like right now, like I see you at the Funny Bone, you open for, for I think like Julie Scoggins one night. <laughs> right? I love Julie Scoggins. <laughs> She's hilarious. So She's so funny. I'm like curious, like if I had an inception from that night, like... I'm trying to think of like how it could be a lot. You told a lot of jokes about your daughter. Mm-hmm. And like, what if I found out that like it's orphan and she's a little person you've been lying this whole time? <laughs> 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 like, what would you, what, what would the thing be that like turn my head around? Can you think of something like you could play the long con about? I don't know. <laughs> oh, shit. No, I, no, I don't have, I don't have, I don't know. You're not a fucking sinister, maniacal person. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been. I have a joke that I've been trying to tell, but it's like I haven't told it yet, and I haven't okay. talked about it because I only know a piece of the information. But I'm so scared to talk about it and it be fake. But I, uh, so <laughs> no, I. It ain't worked out it. yet. It ain't worked out yet. Okay, no. Yeah, you wouldn't want, you wouldn't want to do you like that. No, but I. It, no, I don't. No, I don't. I don't know. I, I, don't I, hope, I, I hope my I'm smart enough to manipulate nobody like that. <laughs> I don't think I want to like do that many specials to talk about the, to lead you to the one thing. Because I'm like one of those people. Like I, if I buy a gift early for Christmas, like I got to give it to you then. Like I don't think I'd be able to do three specials about one topic. Like oh, the third one we gonna get to it. Like I don't oh. think I could do that. Oh, you giving it all on the one special? Yeah, yeah I don't think I could. I'm not patient and like yeah. that. That's yeah. that's some art. I can't do that shit. Oh, got it, got it. Mm-hmm. Do you usually write on stage, or you write like in a notebook? 
um, in a notebook or a lot of times I don't write. Sometimes I've just been doing bullet points. Like, I know yeah. I need to talk about this. And then I'll put it in my notes in my phone. And then, um, but I, I've just now started recording myself where I could come back and be like, oh, I should tag this, whatever. But most of the time it's a thought pops up and I'm like, ooh, and I just put it in my phone. You you know what's hilarious to me? Like the people under y'all's videos going, fake. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm like, no, nigga, they married. And she talks to him like this. Yo, so many people are like, I don't understand why y'all like this. I don't get it. This is so fake. This is so dumb. And I'm, and I'm like, like okay, no. Nah. But um, <laughs> um, full transparency here, like, uh, the, I mean, I, I think anyone who's paying attention knows that. And then we had sexes on the audio network, and that's me and Tribu Network. Um, so some of some of like at the beginning, because you guys do so much on your own. But like at the beginning, when we set everything up, um, me and Treezy were highly involved. I said that to say that like I I get y'all's Facebook messages for the page. People say some wild shit to y'all. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, oh, did y'all yeah. see the message from that guy that was like, nah, King, take back your respect, son. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you were so offended by what Chris was. Yeah. And when I watched I don't remember what video it was. And like, you nerf sunned him. Like, it wasn't, you didn't say nothing crazy to Gerard because you said some crazy shit to Gerard. But what was funny was like, I just was like, he was so moved that he wrote like four paragraphs to tell Gerard to like gather his fucking dignity yeah. and leave Kristen. I was like, that y'all are moving people out here. Right? Yeah. People be asking for advice. I'm like, we don't have a house. We can't give advice. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> has, it, has, it, has it been like a shock to y'all how much people fuck with y'all shit? Yes. No. <laughs> I, I, I knew, to, but, I mean, but, but in all fairness, you knew, in all you fairness, knew Kristen, Gerard, Gerard like, knew that yes. it was going to be at this level. That's why he married when, me. <laughs> oh, he played the long grift. Got it. Cheat code. I was a cheat code. Got it. Joe Daniel. Got it. No, before me and Treasy ever talked to you when he was pitching the show, like he was just like, no, I we're gonna do it. It's it, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna work. Like he knew. <laughs> he knew. I didn't know any of this stuff. When people like it's I think more people know about us than I thought. Oh, like wait, he, wait, he wait. got stopped at the doctor a couple times. It was oh, like, "Where's yeah. your wife?" I was like, "Ah, people don't know we're in Virginia." Wow, yeah. that's okay. the coolest part. I think that's why we sell good here because mm-hmm. people don't know that we're from here. <laughs> Virginia yeah, is like sense, in though. the top twenty-five of cities. Yeah, honestly, like it's like twenty-five. Wow, so, yeah. so it's not even. Yeah, it's it's not even. It's not your top ten market. Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. It's like Houston, Atlanta, Chicago, Bahamas is in the top ten. That's God, weird. Oh y'all, all the places we need to go to vacation, nigga. What's up? <laughs> hey, let me, I still ain't got a passport. I'm not a grown up, so I don't. Oh, but <laughs> she keeps God, up with Kristen. it. She keeps I'm up a, with this. So, I've, I, Bahamas. I didn't know Bahamas. They they up there. I don't know who there. But. I'm gonna give a, I'm gonna give a slight flex. I'm gonna tell you the same thing I told Masego, bro. Oh and shit! I, you just yeah, tell him Masego stuff, huh? You know, you know, you know, you know. Back when Masego used to call a nigga for advice and shit, you know. Shout out to Michael. You don't hit a nigga no more. But nah, nah. I, I was texting with him the other day, but I, I literally said this shit. to oh, him. Oh, he just slid that in. I'm sorry. That's where I can. No. Goddamn it! You know what I'm saying? Y'all niggas get millions of views and shit. Let me get Talk mine on real mama. quick. <laughs> I, I told him before he got his passport. I said, yo. Get your passport, and I promise you, that's when it, that's when it comes. It's like it's somehow the universe knows this nigga got his passport, 
And once you get it, that's when all the fucking overseas opportunities are going to come. And that just make me that. feel good that I ain't miss out on no trips. <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. But I'm telling you the same thing. As soon as you get your passport, all the motherfucking European, of the Asian, African markets, all that shit. Go, uh, the niggas gonna be trying to bring you every. It's just the universe knows once you do it, man. So go out and get your. You know passport. how hard I've been trying to get her to get this passport. So I hope your words have struck the chord or have laid in her heart. They probably haven't, but whatever. The she, I'm gonna forget tomorrow. I'm gonna forget. You gonna go do it tomorrow? I'm gonna forget tomorrow. No. Oh, you go, yeah, I bet that too. I bet that too. <laughs> Chris um, was like, I gotta fold these clothes. Fuck that passport. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I, That's literally, I literally gotta fold these clothes. <laughs> I know your life. Yeah, <laughs> man. But shit, no, man. I, we we talked about everything but Ro Daniel. No, we talked is, about which is, No, we got <laughs> which to is it. amazing. We got you know? to it. We got, we got to, to it. it immediately. We yeah. did. Real quick, yeah. before 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 we get off this call, because I don't want to hold you. I know y'all responsible parents and shit um now nah, they quiet so they either dead or asleep we good yeah. <laughs> oh we can go another hour bet got it um what is there any part that stuck out to y'all that was like fucking hilarious in real daniel like, is there any was, part that you remember that was just like i think just know, all the responses from his family like mm-hmm. It just felt very relatable. I was like, yeah, I can see his uncle saying that or his mama mm-hmm. saying that. Like, And it was funny because I know when people first heard him say the F word, it was probably like, yo, I can't believe he said that. But then right. it was probably like, well, he gay, so can he say it? <laughs> and, <laughs> right, right, right. and also his uncle probably did say that shit. Like, I don't, it was funny to me that he was just like, yeah, this is what they said. This was a real reaction. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I can picture that. I, I definitely believe his uncle said that. Yeah. After seeing yeah. him serving on the mount. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it was, I was like, that was, but that was funny to me. I know some people was probably like, uh, but it just felt relatable. Mm-hmm. I know somebody like that. When he said, when he said, my white king or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, was, that was the funniest part to me. He was that like, was like, a, because that was a, a, I thought about it after he said that. He was like, I feel like black men could just date. Gay black men could date whoever the fuck we want. Like, it. it makes complete sense, though. Like, I was like, that? Oh, okay. You're right. Well, I'm like, yeah, I guess, like, you're not taking anything away. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, gay, black gay men can still want children. and um, But yeah. now, that that was funny to me, too, when he was like, black women been hella supportive of me being gay, but like, as soon as they find out I'm fucking with a white dude, they like, what the fuck? I'm not gonna lie. I, I'd be disappointed in my black gays, too. I don't <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, like it's not no different than I. Be, I be like, word, <laughs> yo, your face. <laughs> you probably do be like, word. Oh, okay, well, I bet he. Nice. And it was really a callback to um, I want to on to sermon on the mount or home videos. I'm not sure which one where he was talking to his cousins and they was. He was like, I can bring a white girl home. They was like, no, bitch. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, another part to me that was real funny. I don't think it was supposed to be that as funny as it was to me when uh, he was talking about. I guess the woman that his father cheated with was her name Vernita. He was like, "It's some bitch named Vernita." <laughs> but it was, yeah. uh, but it was, it was. You can't call your siblings' mama a bitch, right? That's what made it <laughs> fucked up. Because I'm yeah. like, "Yo, that's the sibling he went to go see at the end of home right. videos, right?" I'm yeah, like, he went to oh see his sister. God. You can call her mama a bitch. To me, I just want to know, like, how, like, how many people did he have to call and say, "Listen." <laughs> 
I, you know, I really kind of shit it all over you on this special, man. Like, I didn't. I would have had called their person. I wouldn't have called no. Part of me feels like he probably didn't though. The way he explained who he was, he was like, "I'm really a piece of shit. I just smile, so you think that like I'm yeah. not a piece of shit, but I'm like nah. the worst type of person." Watching. Going back and watching his old specials, he's a piece of shit. He's been telling us he's a piece of shit the whole time. But like um to I do our that. faces. But I yeah. but I think like his whole thing is just based on things he said in other comedy specials, is like you could be mad, but nigga, you gonna ask me to borrow money in five weeks anyway. So Oh yeah. my God. When he was like his I'm making brother? a seemingly right. amount like more than my brother. He's like like millions. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was weak on that part too. No, and I, I think funny. I also laughed when he said uh he was talking about he could do things with like his nieces and shit and like he could like smoke weed in front of them because I just remembered on home movies they were jumping on the trampoline and then the camera pans to him and he's like off to the side smoking weed <laughs> like <laughs> while, his, while his niece was jumping on the trampoline I mean so, yeah, yeah. But the, the funniest shit to me was I ain't gonna ruin the bit but uh, he talked about his dad being Jerry Rice Oh, oh my god. god. Because when you see when you see oh Sermon on the Mountain, you see so what his funny. dad look like, you could totally see him doing some shit like that. Oh my god, bro. Yeah. Yeah, but just just so you know, uh Martin, I think everybody who's listening to this probably watched Rope oh, Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't spoiling yeah. the bit, but when he yeah. said he squint his eyes like he was yeah. a different person, I was like, Oh my god, I can see that happening. Yeah. <laughs> Your daddy tried to get away making a light skin face. Like, huh? What? <laughs> That's funny as a bitch, yeah. man. That's well, shit, funny. man. Um, I, you know, I I can't say thank you enough, Kristen and Jay, man. I mean, you know, I know, uh, you know, I know y'all are family, man. But it, it's still appreciate you guys taking the time to come on the podcast to talk about this and. No, it's fine. Oh, no. It's the only time that we would be able to contact you about anything. You be busy. So ah, it's fine. Don't do worry about busy. it. You be busy. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Make it money more than us because you probably I'm got a house. Shit. That's the real problem. That's the reason why I'm busy as fuck because I, 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 I can't give up the, the little bit of money that's on the table and sense. let somebody else do it. We know you You just wanted to talk to us. You had to get us on a Zoom call. <laughs> that's, that's a fact. He can't that's just come fact. get his hair braided like, see. <laughs> right. <laughs> Every six weeks, I'm like, hey, girl. Let's have some QT. <laughs> right. uh, I am going to be at y'all's uh, Virginia Beach show on the 24th, though. So that, that is uh, uh, 100% locked in. I can't lie, miss that. 100% lie. No, That's I, didn't, what it, I didn't tell her. It so felt it's, like he said 100% lie. No, no, he's going to be there. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to okay. be there. Well, because Jay's putting me to work. So now I yeah. have to be there. So. Wait, what? Yeah, I didn't tell her. Wait, what? Oh, you didn't Look, tell her. Excited so I'm Wait, I'm sorry, thing. what? Oh, I'm, I'm gonna be working y'all shit. Oh, you know shit, what I'm saying? Shit. <laughs> be working y'all little shit. You know? Oh my god! Happy birthday to me! Thank you. <laughs> oh my god! I'm always like, yo. Her birthday just, is been I'm, passed. I'm like, let's oh. just see what he doing. Maybe he not do. Maybe he do like us. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah that's. I awesome. guess I'm gonna come too then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. Yeah, Yay! Yeah. Should be an amazing show, April twenty fourth at the Virginia Beach Funny Bone. I'm very excited. Yeah. Where where can they find the rest of y'all's dates, man? Because we got we we are internationals too. Sheesh. Instagram. Um, Instagram. <laughs> Instagram or Facebook, and then we had sex. Um, there, yeah, it should be up on the website soon, though. So there's an Atlanta date that we're about to change around because we're changing the venue, and it's it's it's, it's a lot going on right now. Yeah. So. Okay. But they can I'm keep insane. up with the changes on your socials. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah that's the best way because that's the first place we go. 
Okay. First I'm, I'm still out. accepting bookings for Kristen for like your Chitlin circuit play, <laughs> <laughs> corporate events, all of that. Hit me up. That's, that's <laughs> fine. Oh, I got films. I got some dates too, so I got some stuff going on too. That's I'm good. Excited. That's good. Is that on socials as well? Yeah, I, yeah. I think I did post my dates up there. So. <laughs> you you don't want niggas to come to none of your shit. That's all. <laughs> don't please don't. Just show. I don't. Just don't. Nah, she better. She better have them come in. No, I'm getting paid regardless. But hey. I'm... <laughs> that's what's up, man. So, well, yeah. you know, it, hopefully you guys follow us on our socials. If you don't, I think I kind of forgot them, Lisa. You might have to help me out here. What is it? Kind of movie critics We're on, on Instagram movie and Twitter. On Instagram and Twitter. Yes. Yeah. And no, on, no Instagram, on Instagram and Facebook. Facebook. On Twitter, kind of movie critics. There you go. Kind of oh, movie critics. C R I T S. Well, Twitter be hating on the character long. limit. <laughs> 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 you got to shorten shit. Uh, yeah, that's that, man. And, um, you know, go back in our archive because we ain't really moving forward at an expedient pace. So go back and listen to some shit that, yeah, you know, you have seen that, you know, maybe you haven't heard us talk about. And maybe we're going to come up with some shit because I'm about to we, harass this nigga. We Snowfall is to, over. <laughs> oh, but we we jumping into the offer right after oh Snowfall. Oh, my God. Like, my, yeah. Okay, well, listen to Grams of Snow because he got time to record that show. Uh, listen to Grams <laughs> That's of why Snow he don't have time podcast. to be on KMC. Yeah, well, we ain't hating, but. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I want to talk about Severance bad as fuck. Well, let's and do it. This Friday is the last Did you see episode. it? Did you see oh it already? Oh, my God. Severance, this shit is amazing. Nigga. I thought it would be. I thought it would be. I it's have a, to see it. It's, it's amazing. But I have I have a huge fear, and especially since now that they've announced season two, that they're not going to answer any fucking questions in season one. Um, They do. They do. P- PCHH has seen it. Pop Culture Happy Hour, they've seen it all the way through. And when they did their review, they said that, like, you get enough things answered that you'll be a little bit satisfied yes. before you Mar- go into season two. Martin, please activate your 30 your thirty day free trial. Oh, it's only like a seven day. So, but I'm, I'm going to do it as soon as uh, the last episode comes out. <laughs> it comes out Friday. It comes out so Friday, dog. Watch it on Friday. And we'll record next week. We need I just want to throw out a show for y'all to watch, and y'all probably not gonna do nothing on this. But it's, I mean, it's a comedy. Um, Bust Down on Peacock is amazing. Oh, yeah. I'm so good. I've, it, I've heard it as good yeah. as like Southside, so I'm gonna it's watch it. So fucking good. I just want to throw that out there. It, that is, is, is anybody like, watching Bel Air? Is that any good? Oh, we just finished, just finished it. it. It's yeah. over. Amazing. You didn't watch Bel Air. You didn't I watch Bel Air. Seen that one episode. I need That's to watch. That's off brand for you. It was pretty good. No, yeah. you gotta watch well, all Peacock of it. is like, it's too. It's a it's lot just of too stuff. fucking much, man. It's too fucking too fucking much. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a streaming lot. services. <laughs> all right, we'll bet that man. That's the end of this episode. Thank you guys again for joining us. And then we had sex. The podcast, the fastest growing podcast in Ashburn, Virginia, <laughs> as it sits right now, and. uh it's us, kind of movie critics, man. Remember, we call ourselves kind of movie critics because we're kind of, kind of are, we're kind of not. Just a bunch of people who like to watch movies. This has been an on-ear network production.